Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome in. It's a, it's a Friday night here on Late Night News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm still hanging here at Target Field for another little bit over an hour. Produced tonight by Jonathan Lowe. We welcome Jonathan Lowe into the uh, into uh, Lake Night here on this Friday night. How's your week been, J-Lo? A little bit on the hectic side. <laughs> well, you know, it's been hectic for us all, I think. We made it to Friday, right? We're still here. Yeah. I, look, look, if anybody's been uh, following the news here, it's been a little hectic around here this week. That's all I'll say. Um, look, it's... We are all dealing with things. I hope that everybody has an awesome weekend. I hope that everybody's had a better week than, than some, you know, some other uh, people that we that we are friends with that we know. We know that we've had, um, you know, here at Odyssey, we lost a couple of colleagues here due to uh, to layoffs and stuff like that. Whatever. So it's been kind of a frustrating week. But I'm not sure that anybody's had as bad a week this week as Marcelo Suna from the Atlanta Braves and. The Braves outfielder who's had a terrible year, okay, um, is somebody that I want to talk about here to start the show because a lot of times in sports we continue to to let athletes do what they want and make mistakes or do awful things and they really don't face the consequences or get the repercussions that they should, okay? And I think that this is a situation where I think that Major League Baseball should really come down hard on Asuna and let him know and everybody across the board in Major League Baseball know we're not playing. We're not playing games. And and there, I think that there's going to be a couple things I'll say in this particular segment that people will not agree with, which is fine because we all have – different opinions and perspectives on things. But I think that one of the biggest travesties in sports occurred this week in that Deshaun Watson was suspended from the National Football League for 11 games and fined $5 million. I've said it once. I've said it twice. I've said it a million times. I was fully on board with the the, the league suspending him the whole year and him receiving a monetary fine. When professional athletes, okay, and let's take it a step further, when, when, when young people that want to be professional athletes see how professional athletes are treated, how they are put on a pedestal, okay, and when they do bad things, they really don't face consequences, that's troubling because then other people look and say, well, you know what? <laughs> What they if they didn't deal with them, what they gonna do to me? And, and to me, that's part of the whole Deshaun Watson thing that troubles me with the NFL. But that's the NFL, and we know the NFL operates that way. How do I relate this to Osuna? Well, this is what happened. So he was arrested um, late last night, early this morning, and charged with driving under the influence of alcohol. Okay. Um, he put out a statement but didn't take any questions. He says, I disappointed my team. I disappointed my family. I don't have anything to say more. It's a legal matter. Okay. When he was, I saw the uh, the body cam footage, and I only needed to see like the first 20 seconds of it because when the guy's rolling up on the, on when the officer's uh, walking up to the vehicle, 
He's got the window down. He's looking out. Uh, doesn't seem really phased. He's got his. He's already got his ID and stuff ready. And he and he says, "I'm Osuna from the Braves." Okay, that's that's literally the, that's how he initiates the conversation. I'm Osuna from the Braves. And let let me say this, so you guys are all clear on this. You have to stop that. Nowadays, when you all that stuff about don't you know who I am or trying to you know give your career that don't that don't work anymore, man. That's dead. That that's that was ten years ago. That was twenty years. ago. That was back in the day. That ain't working anymore. I'm gonna tell you why. It ain't working anymore. When you're dead wrong and the police pull you over and the police have body cams on. So, so because all you're doing is incriminating yourself even further and making yourself look silly when you're trying to big time somebody. Because now we have it on video that you're trying to big time and throw around your name to get off. Because that footage is not good. And it will be worse when it gets to TMZ and when we see it all today like we did today. So stop with all of that. Don't you know who I am or I'm such and such. No one cares about that anymore, man. We got the we got, we have body cam footage that doesn't help you. So knock that off. Just stop that right now. Knock it off. Ain't nobody trying to hear that. All right? We know that you get preferential treatment when you're getting in the clubs or getting reservations at restaurants and all that stuff. We get all of that. But, but that particular – it ain't working. And it didn't work. Okay, so he he was arrested for the DUI. But the reason why I think that the Major League Baseball needs to punish him harshly is remember that this is his second arrest in the last two years. Okay, May 29th of last year, he was arrested on charges of aggravated assault by strangulation and battery after police officers said they witnessed him attacking his wife. Those charges were dropped after he completed a pretrial diversion program. He was charged with DUI today and failure to maintain lane and was uh, released on bond. There are certain people that just don't get it. He doesn't get it, in my opinion. He doesn't get it, in my opinion. Deshaun Watson, yesterday, I stand on my innocence. Shut up, man. I'm not trying to hear that. I'm not trying to hear that. Don't stand in front of no... We're not trying to hear that. 24 women aren't trying to hear it. The nation's not trying to hear it. I stand on my innocence. I don't believe in no innocence with you. And as soon as or as long as athletes will call that stuff out, because when I think that an athlete's done wrong, I'll speak on it. But when I think an athlete is being um, silly and they're and they're playing it's like we're fools, I'm going to call that out too. Because we ain't got time for that. Osuna should be, I think, indefinitely suspended from Major League Baseball until he gets his act together. Am I being too harsh, J Lo? What what you think? Am, am I being too harsh on Osuna? Because I don't think that they really dealt with him in a great manner last year. I don't think he was properly dealt with in terms of suspension last year. Well, number one, you look at what, like you said, he's a repeat offender. The second thing is you look at the offenses, even though you don't want to have a ton of offenses on your record that are that are minor offenses, let's say, but the nature of the offenses that he has – on there when you're talking about a DUI and, and more importantly when you're talking about domestic abuse and domestic assault, those are extremely serious items that a lot of people in, in, in these sports leagues, in these associations are trying to, I don't necessarily want to say get a handle on, but maybe get out ahead of and try to, to promote a, uh, an idea where if you do this, we we have to separate ourselves from any type of culture, any type of old 
uh, machismo culture that back in the 80s, back in the 70s, back before that, oh, boys will be boys. Oh, oh, let's sweep it under the rug. They're trying to be more proactive now than reactive, and even then they weren't reactive. So I, I, I can't really argue that Azuna should face any sort of lighter punishment because, again, he's had his chance to make his second chance, and he's, he hasn't taken, taken advantage of it. What, what, what do you think will be a suitable suspension, though? Well, I mean, because, because probably, I, uh, definitely, the re- I, I would think the rest of this season, uh, the postseason, maybe in, maybe till the All-Star break next year. I, I think at minimum, this is just me, okay? At minimum, I will suspend him for a year. At, at minimum, I was, I'm a, and I, people are like, man, he got a DUI. And, and nobody was – no. It, it's more than the DUI. He had the situation last year where he he physically assaulted, and, and police officers saw it when they showed up, his, his significant other. He was suspended 20 games. 20 games? Uh, do y'all remember Trevor Bauer? Trevor Bauer's banned from baseball for two years for what he did. The what it was, I mean, he tried to categorize it as rough sex, which it wasn't. I mean, it was it was way beyond it. But you get what I'm saying? Like he got two years. Why, why are we going to give Marcel Asuna a pass? And he's got multiple things. Like this is out of this is out of control. We got to start dealing with these people harshly, man. And this is the thing: the same way that we all in our jobs. There comes a point in time where we're replaceable, right? Like, like seriously, we 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 are replaceable. So are these athletes. Marcelo Suna, he's not. He's not, you know, one of the faces of Major League Baseball. You can give somebody else a chance. I don't understand it, man. But they need to deal with homeboy. All right, coming up next. <laughs> What did uh, J-Lo just say, machismo? Oh, that will be addressed with regards to football. (laughs) Wait till you hear this on Late Night. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome into the final hour of Lake Night. I'm your host, Henry Lake. Jonathan Lowe is producing. I am at Target Field after another Twins victory, which we'll get back to here a little bit later in the show. But I want to talk a little football here. And it's funny because last segment we were talking baseball and Ozuna being arrested. Uh, Marcelo Ozuna, the I don't want to say star because he's not a star now. Well, baseball player with the Atlanta Braves. And <laughs> J-Lo mentioned the word machismo. How about with football? There are just certain things about football. And look, I know that, you know, football is a big boy sport. 
Football is for tough guys. We get all that. And they are tough, man. Those guys, man, they're putting their bodies through a lot. But we should also understand that those individuals are putting their bodies through a lot. Okay? And we know that they're tough. We know it's a violent sport. And acknowledge it for what it is. But I think that one of the things that troubles me is when we have people still in the sport of football that want to take things a little bit too far. And what I mean by taking it too far is we know that football is a sport where we have to do a better job of protecting the athletes, their health, their bodies. We have to do a much better job. We do. We need to do everything within our power because it's a violent sport. Like, we know the collisions. You can't do nothing about that. They hit hard. But we there's things that we can do to protect them in terms of, like, well, heck, we don't have the um, – the two-a-days and stuff like that anymore with football. And there's less hitting in the National Football League. There's less hitting across the board in football. So, yeah, you know, over time you adapt and you make changes. But there are certain people within the sport, though, that don't want to change. They still want to be the – the guys that are so old school, they'll never change in their ways. And one of those individuals is the head coach of Nebraska, Scott Frost. First off, I think that if Nebraska has another bad season, he's getting fired. Scott Frost has not brought Nebraska back to glory. And I don't think that he will. And I know, I know it's hard for Nebraska fans to hear that. But the Osborne days, it ain't happening, bro. <laughs> Them days is long gone. It ain't happening at Nebraska. And I'm not hating on Nebraska because I actually know a kid that, that's a Cornhusker and is probably going to have a really good season this year. But it ain't happening, man. But Scott Frost is still stuck in the past. And I just, for the life of me, man, some of the stuff – that you hear from some of these old school coaches. It bugs me. Tony LaRusso for the longest time has been one of those guys. Tony LaRusso's final year in Chicago is going to be this year. There's no doubt in my mind after this season he will not be brought back. I, I just don't see it. He's not been successful. He's not likable to, to the people in Chicago. I think the people in Chicago are like, man, get him, get him up out of here. I think that Scott Frost is going to be done, but it's not just going to be because he hasn't won anything. It's always, not always, but it's also going to be his mentality. Listen to this audio. We t- you said machismo a little bit earlier, J-Lo did. Listen to these comments from Scott Frost. So Scott Frost was talking about um, his new offensive line um, position coach, and him coaching up his offensive linemen. And he's talking about them vomiting. This audio is is uh, courtesy of Sports Nightly Podcast for Nebraska football. <laughs> he's coaching them hard. Is he? <laughs> uh, I, I laugh with the guys because there's about – Probably 15 to 20 vomits every day from offensive linemen, and it isn't because they're not. It's not because they're not in shape. Uh, he's just working them hard. I think they love it. Um, he's kind of freed them up to go be aggressive. And I love the way they're coming off the ball. Um, we got a lot of guys up front that I think can play and and can be interchangeable. And uh, Donnie's done a good job. Did y'all hear what he said? That he he's 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 you know. He's got him going hard. We got about 15 to 20 vomits a day. What? Hold on. Does 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 that sound like you some does, does that sound like the type of culture you want your son to be a part of? 15 to 20 vomits a day and you say they're all in shape? What are you doing? 
And, and I and I know somebody's gonna hit me up on the text line. It's a tough guy sport. You gotta be tough. What? Y'all ever heard of people having heat stroke and dying? I when you hear that, J Lo, and you were talking about machismo earlier, like what's wrong with Scott Frost, man? So I have to come into this conversation with a caveat, with a, with a bit of a bias. Um, you said that Scott Frost uh, will probably be fired this year if they if Nebraska if, doesn't make if any, they don't do well any forward strides. Yep. I hope Scott Frost at this point doesn't leave Nebraska at all. As as <laughs> a, as someone who grew up rooting for the University of Missouri. I hope Scott Frost lives in permanent uh, Cornhusker hell and purgatory for all time. Um, I'll, a quick quick story about that. So you remember a couple of years ago when Nebraska, as mighty as they are, as mighty as they've, is one of the elite programs in college football. They started zero and six on the season. I was here that day when they lost, a, uh, I think it was a 10-point lead late to Northwestern, and Northwestern beat them in overtime. And we were doing the college football final show. Steve Thompson and I and Eric Nelson, uh, formerly of this station, would, would come in after calling the games. And so I was doing the national scoreboard, and I got to, to read the Nebraska score. I was so joyful. I was so happy. I don't know if I've ever reached that level of happiness in my life where Nebraska football was 0-6. It was just so glorious. So I hope he never leaves. And Scott Frost was the coach, so I hope he never leaves. So anyway, going back to your original nah, You know point, what, though? I, I, I did, I, me personally. And my, actually, I, it might have been the end of Mike, the Mike Riley era, but it was, it was, I think it was Scott Frost. I, I, like, I, 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 like, I like young people having a good experience. I want, I want young people to, to, to have fun in college. I want young people to be coached up hard, but at the same time not have to play for dictators. And and I want Scott Frost fired at the end of this year. But go so, on. So you talk about this, again, this old school mentality. You talk about heat stroke. And and another reason that, I, that I'm cool with Nebraska being in the purgatory that they are is I'm, I'm an alum of Iowa State. So I saw the beatings twice a year. Uh, from the football side. I was a junior going to be a senior. This was a summer between my junior and my senior year. I decided to stay in Ames that summer and continue doing my my jobs. I was working at a radio station. I was working at the school newspaper. And it was two, three weeks before we were going back to school. Training camp had started. And that was when Corey Stringer died. And so when you have stories like that, when you have stories that are still coming out of players that do suffer from heat exhaustion, heat stroke, have in rarer cases but still have died due to workouts, due to practicing in these intense conditions – you wonder will this ever be completely out of the sport? I would hope so. We just had a couple years ago, did, like three years ago, or was it four? We had a player at Maryland die. Yes, that was like that yes. was like four or five years ago. Like that—that's four or five years is not that long ago. No, that it, was a big deal. I believe that was under Randy Edsel's watch, and that I think that was. I mean, he didn't perform well at Maryland, but uh, that was also a contributing factor, in my opinion, to getting him fired was was that whole incident with, uh, and I cannot remember the young man's name, but the, but the man who died in the summer during those workouts after, after I mean, li- heat stroke, listen, heat exhaustion. Li- listen, I-, I think it's insane that in the year 2022, we have football coaches that are bragging about their kids vomiting 15 to 20 times a day. Like, 
I, I think that's insane to me. That, that's insane. That is, it is insane that in 2022, am I, am I wrong about this, J-Lo? That's, that's insane to me. There are things that you look at tradition and tradition in all these different sports. There are traditions that go away and there are traditions that stick around. It seems like in college football, if you love like your old rivalries, USC and UCLA coming to the Big Ten, Texas and Oklahoma leaving that southwestern portion of the country going to the SEC. Uh, a lot of these these regional rivalries that you grew up with, they're going away because of money, because of the almighty dollar. But other things like, now, now you've mentioned it, two-a-days are pretty much a thing of the past, which in a lot of ways can be a good thing, which, in, which I think in most ways are a good thing. The... There, but but there are things in football that are going to be ingrained until you get probably all the players that played up until like 2005, 2006, until they get out of the game where they're not coaching anymore, they're not playing anymore. You you leave it to a group of people that have come up under a new generation. It may take a, a while longer to get that mentality out. Then again, it may never go. You're going to have people that, that think this way 30, 40, 50, 70, 80, 90 years from now as long as the sport is still around. There are going to be people that look at this and they think that that's the best way to coach the game. It's ridiculous, man. we we got to get past all of this stuff, man. All right, coming up next here on Lake Night, and I totally agree with you, J-Lo. Um, there's somebody that was a failure in professional – football coaching who has found his way crawled his way back to television who i'll tell you next on late night i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, it was a very short and not fun ride for Urban Meyer in the National Football League. Urban Meyer is one of the great college coaches, but that's where it ends. The professional ranks, he wasn't built for it. And that's fine because not everybody's built for it. There are some college coaches that can do a good job at the NFL level, and we know that, well, what's an example? Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll still with Seattle. Won a championship. Went back to another Super Bowl. Would have had two rings if he handed the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. Right? People in Seattle never going to get over that. But there are people that can get the job done. Urban Meyer is not one. Urban Meyer was a disaster in the NFL. Disaster. And it's not that he was a disaster in the NFL just because he lost football games. Every coach is going to lose football games. It was the way it went down. The disrespect towards players. The the lack of commitment to his players. Remember he got out of town. Remember he he flew back home. Sep- he flew separate from the team. And and then remember what was he like? He was in a bar somewhere. And remember he 
Oh, it was it was it was scandalous. Well, he he let, it was the game after or the the night after they lost or the night of that they lost to Cincinnati. It was a Thursday night game. Thursday night game, yep. They lost to Cincinnati. He went to I believe to Columbus. I don't believe it was just a, a restaurant. I believe it was his yeah. restaurant. He yeah. owns it. And so he went there and like you said, you know, it, it wasn't the most scandalous thing we've ever seen, but it was enough, you know, for for a married man to uh have a woman his decision making in his time in the NFL was beyond questionable. Yeah, that could have been his daughter, you know, kind of grinding up on. Don't forget about the strength coach. Oh yes, yes, he tried. He tried to hire the racist strength, uh, strength coach. Yes, you're 100. percent Like his decision making is just awful. But evidently, Fox Sports is like, no, we're good. We'll take you back. So Urban Meyer's returning to Fox Sports, and he's going to be host of Big Noon Kickoff. Okay, they have confirmed. They announced it today. It's funny how they announced. Ain't nobody paying attention today to college football, and and, and they say, okay, well, we'll sneak this in. So he's going to reunite with uh, who is it going to be? It's hosted by Rob Stone, Matt Leinart, Brady Quinn, Reggie Bush. That's the crew that's going to be a part of this thing. I am. Um, after the Jacksonville debacle, I got to be honest with you, J Lo. I cannot take him seriously. I, I can't. I look at him differently, man. Now, and I never thought that he was the most clean cut guy in the world because Urban Meyer has a he has a touch of I don't trust you. Like you can't, didn't you kind of feel that way with him in Florida? And then he, he stepped away to hell stuff. And then he went to Ohio State. I mean, he's a hell of a college football coach. But do you really think that Urban Meyer's like squeaky clean? Of course oh, not. Well, here's the thing. First of all, I understand Fox taking him back because he was on that show. He was on that show two two years ago, and the reason he left the show was to take the Jacksonville job. So he was already there, and so this is basically a reunion. So I understand. But they replaced him with Bob Stoops at the time. Yeah, well, I'll say this: Urban Meyer's no no. Uh, Howard Cosell, he's no Jimmy the Greek. Um, you know, he he's no Lee Corso. But kind of compared to Bob Stoops, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, oh, Urban Meyer's not very good, I don't think. Urban, Urban Meyer was the same dude that did a hit for um, talking about football, and one of his buddies was walking around on the yacht with just in his in his in his underwear. Remember that? Remember he's doing like the Zoom thing? I I I I don't I don't want to remember that. Oh, Thank, no, oh don't you don't remember, remember no, that? No, I I I don't remember so, it. So, and even so, if I did, I dude, don't want to. Dude, Urban Meyer was doing because so, you know you can now we're so high tech that literally like I've done a couple of them where I, I was on with Fox Nine during the course of the pandemic and I'm on my laptop and they sent me a link whatever and I'm we're doing live TV and I'm right there and you oh, know because I yeah. He was doing that on his boat, and his buddy, like you can see in the background, but I don't know, I don't know how it, how you could see. It was like it was almost like you could see his buddy in the mirror or something like that. And Urban thought for like two seconds, two or three seconds, that he was like off camera, and he gave his guy the arm, like move back, move back, yeah. like you're in the shot, you're in the shot. I, I, I. I will say this. I would definitely expect that to happen <laughs> to a guy like Urban Meyer. I would expect that absolutely. And that um, happened before the Jacksonville stuff. Oh, boy. But, no, but here's here's the thing with, with Meyer that you're talking about. I keep saying here's the thing. So, so with Urban Meyer, you have to remember he left Florida and he left Ohio State talking about being around his family and having health conditions and whatnot. But don't forget at Florida, he had players in trouble. Don't forget at Florida, he coached Aaron Hernandez. He coached Aaron Hernandez at Florida. And we all know what happened. If you follow football, we all know what happened to Aaron Hernandez. 
Yeah. At Ohio State, he got in trouble with, again, another coach, another, I believe, strength and development coach. The the gentleman, I believe his name was Mike Smith, that got in legal trouble for domestic abuse. And so stuff follows Urban Meyer around, especially ever since he got to Florida. You didn't hear about this when he was at Utah. You didn't hear this about this when he was at Bowling Green. You started hearing about it when he was getting it settled in his tenure at Florida. Ever since then, things have followed him around. And I'm I was not surprised at all that he got fired from the NFL, that he didn't last a year in the NFL. It, it the way things progressed. You just didn't know if his attitude, his persona would fit in that in that realm. And so now he goes back to a place where he has comfort. He's in he's back in the college scene talking about college football. He's not having to uh, dictate to anybody. I think he he has a comfort. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Um I I think this is a comfort level for him. Fox feels comfortable with him coming back, but I, oh. you just never know with Urban Meyer. And I, and I don't know if he will ever get another job coaching football, period. I just retweeted the video, so take a look in the commercial break. No, that's fine. I'm I'm good. No, it's hilarious, dude. I'm, you just got to look at him freak out. It's not it's not like it's you just got to you got to watch it, man. He's he's it, this is his appearance on the Big Ten Network. I, it was just funny. I got other things to think about on a Friday night, man. I'm good. What? what? You act like I'm sending you a porn link or something. No, no, no. That's okay. It's all good. Oh, my gosh. Man. My goodness. What you got against Pornhub, bro? Anyway, coming up next, we'll take a look at the local weather. And then after that, we'll recap what took place here at uh, Target Field. It was awesome. It was a thing of beauty. We'll discuss it next year on Lake Night. I had a fun night for Twins fans. Because here in Twins territory, the Minnesota Twins tonight, they defeated the Texas Rangers 2-1. to one. It wasn't a game in which you saw a lot of fireworks. We saw a ton of fireworks after the game was over because it's a Friday, right? Um, but you got enough in early at the start of the game. You saw enough good pitching by both teams. And you saw your team just do just enough to squeak out a victory at home 2-1. to one. And these are must-win games because the Guardians are still winning. They're still winning. They won tonight. And, and, and that's a series in which – so the Guardians and the White Sox are playing each other this weekend. We need the Twins to hopefully sweep Texas. Okay, You don't, you don't predict sweeps, call sweeps. But you hope because you know that the White Sox and Cleveland are going to beat up on each other. Tonight, Cleveland won the game. Maybe tomorrow night, the White Sox, they battle back and they win the game. But we want to, you know, at the end of it, maybe eventually this weekend, maybe you're tied for first place or maybe you're in first place. That's where we are trying to get back to, to being. But we're going to need a little bit of help because we had that stretch where we weren't playing well. And right now, the Twins are back to playing well. Four-game winning streak for the Minnesota Twins. So let's get to the highlights, and then we'll get to a few of the post-game sound and reaction clips here in this segment. But 2-1 was the final score, and the Twins, they got off to a nice start early with Luisa Rice hitting a home run. And the 2-1 pitch, a high fly ball, right field deep. Garcia back on the track, looks at the wall. That ball's gone, a home run! To the overlook in right field, Arise pulling his seventh homer of the year, and the Twins take a one nothing lead. One nothing. The very next batter for the Twins, Jose Miranda, he followed Arise's example by leaving the yard as well. Miranda to left and deep, back it goes, deep it goes, and gone. Twins go back to back. Arise to right, Miranda to left. It's a two nothing Twins lead here in the opening inning. 2 nothing, just like that. And and that's all the runs they would need, but the game's not over after an inning, right? We know that. 
we uh, had Dylan Bundy. He was on the mound tonight. He was pretty awesome. He went five and a third innings, only gave up a couple of hits. He gave up one earned run, walked one batter, struck out a couple on 71 pitches. So he's pretty efficient, got into a little bit of trouble. Caleb Thielbar came in and replaced him in the sixth um, and held it down. And the rest of the bullpen, McGill, Duran, Lopez, they made sure that Texas wasn't going to do any sort of damage and the Twins get the victory um, 2-1. to one. But uh, speaking of Yoan Duran, he ended the eighth inning with a nice little strikeout here. One ball, two strikes, and here it comes. He struck him out swinging, tied him up with high cheese in 102, and Duran fires a 1-2-3 eighth inning. And then to uh, finish it off, the final play of the game, Max Kepler with a very nice uh, defensive play, catching a liner in the outfield and doubling up the runner at second base. Twins two, Rangers one, ninth inning, two on, one out, and the 1-1 pitch, line drive into right field, Kepler there to make the catch, he'll throw back to second base, and it's a double play, ball game over, and the Twins win the game. Culberson got too far off second base on the line drive off the bat of Miller, Kepler caught it, through to second base, Correa stretching and catching, and for now, Culberson has doubled off. And the Twins win the game 2-1. Two 2-1, to one. Two to one, we get the victory. Let's get a little post-game reaction. This is manager Rocco Baldelli talking about Luisa Rice's first inning home run. I don't know where it landed, but I'll tell you off the bat, we knew we hit that one pretty good and thought it had a good chance. You know, he's hitting third against left-handers. It's because he's going out there and just he keeps producing. So, I mean, uh, you got to love that. He goes out there and faces one of the better left-handers in the game. We only scored two runs. One of them was a, a home run by Louis Arias, and, and then Miranda gets. I mean, it's a pretty nice way to win the game. I mean, it's you know you put some runs on the board early, and then you uh, put up a ton of zeros and, and win it two to one. We'll take that all day. We will take that all day. This is Rocco talking about his starting pitcher and winning pitcher Dylan Bundy's night. I think his pitch selection has been good. He's executed his pitches real good. I think the way he's used his off-speed has been really nice. You know, I think he would fall into, uh, you know, in some of the other starts, maybe he'd fall into some patterns. Maybe he'd fall into patterns of just throwing strikes all the time, which is it's very unusual for us to be saying that about a guy throwing that many strikes. But being able to take advantage of all the great ways that he can spin and back the ball up with the with the split change or whatever he calls the pitch, being able to mix and match those pitches in the right way, I think is a true you know skill and art and all those different things. He's doing it right now really well. Yeah, he he. I we talked about Dylan Bundy on final pitch. Um, I like what he's giving this team right now. When he did get in a little bit of a bind in the sixth inning, uh, Rocco went to Caleb Thilbar. This is Rocco on going to Thilbar in the sixth. That one is a pretty, I think, logical spot for Caleb to be. It's like several games in a row or several several times in the last week where we've had to use him in a, in a you know spot just like that. I like him there. He wants the ball against you know those guys. Those are some of the best hitters in baseball that he's coming into face and. You know, he did he did a pretty good job today. I know he's always going to be picky about uh, all of his results. He wants to be perfect all the time, but uh, you know, I like him there, and, and we kept the game. Uh, you know, we kept the lead is what we did, which is all that really matters. All right, let's uh, let's hear from Dylan Bundy on what went right for him on Friday night. I'm just throwing it over the plate and letting them hit it right to people, and they're doing a good job of that. A lot of hard contact, I thought. And think in the fourth inning, I think there was two balls hit to the wall there, but played good defense all night. I thought and just played really good baseball throughout the night. Dylan was taking care of business, and really quickly here, Luis Arias talking about his first inning home run. Finally, I got hit to Martin because I failed a lot of a lot of time with him. I never, I, ne- I never get hit to him, but uh, finally, I got my homer. To him. He finally got a homer off of Martin Perez. How about that? That's awesome, man. Congratulations to him. All right, uh, coming up next, we'll take a quick break, come back. We'll do headlines. Headlines going to top it off here on a Friday night on Lake Night. All right, final couple of minutes here on Lake Night on The Good Neighbor. Jonathan Lowe has been producing tonight, and J-Lo, I appreciate you. I can't wait to walk out of Target Field knowing the Twins won tonight. Give me some sleep. I like to sleep in on Saturday mornings. I got some things to do, a little community service tomorrow as well. But um, let's get the headlines, man. What you got for me? 
All right, let's roll through them tonight. The local headline, that security pup is quite the looker via KSTP. A security dog at Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport is among the finalists for a cutest canine contest. Friday, the TSA said Ebers, an 11-year-old Vizsla Labrador mix, is one of the four is one of four finalists for this year's contest. The public is able to vote on the TSA's social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, on Friday and Saturday. If he advances, the public can vote again for him in the final round on August 23rd and 24th. The very good boy is the oldest dog currently working in TSA's canine program. He worked at M- he's worked at MSP since 2015 as a, and has helped keep people safe at several major events, including two Super Bowls, the Special Olympics World Games, an NCAA football championship game, and the Indianapolis 500. I got to be honest with you, man. I, you know, prior to the pandemic, I was never the biggest um, pup guy or animal guy just in general. I've never owned a pet. I've never had a dog. I've never had a cat. I've never had, you know, golfing, nothing. I've never had fish, nothing. I see a I see a dog of mine near future. I really do. I, I do. I do. I gotta have more time though. Like you gotta have you. You can't just get a dog and then you know what I'm saying you gotta be able to take care of the dog. The dog is like your family now. So with me right now, I'm doing a million different things. I just don't have time to love on the dog. So now it's not the time. But I can see myself getting a dog hopefully within the next three to four years. Very nice. Very good. Very cool. All right, the national headline, we go a little bit farther to the south. Playing with people's retail hopes, uh, this is via Andrew Mollenbach from KCCI Television in Des Moines. The prank certainly hit its target. Someone teased Marshalltown, Iowa, with the promise of a Target store coming soon to the former Unity Point uh, location downtown. For a Target to pop up right here on 3rd Avenue would be a little woohoo, says Julie Johnson, who works across the street. Nah, not going to happen. But she does she wish the prank were true? Oh, my God, I would love for a Target to be across the street. I would love it. The rumor mill spun quickly when the sign popped up, but many people were skeptical that a Target would be coming. It would, however, be convenient for people to drive who drive 36 miles to Ames for the nearest Target. Unity Point Health at Marshalltown released the following statement. Earlier this week, someone covered a billboard on one of our properties in downtown, Marsh- downtown Marshalltown. The billboard covering had a... Target logo and the message coming soon, and has been as has been reported, this was a lighthearted prank, and the covering has been removed. We can confirm that we haven't had any discussions with Target Corporation about a new store location, and our property remains for sale. That's uh, that's a nasty prank, man. I mean, seriously, why are you doing those people like that? <laughs> that's just that's just mean spirited, bro. Uh-huh. It really is. If there was one store. That you could that you could bring to the Twin Cities, like a department store or whatever. What would it be? Ah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other stuff. Spot there. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if too many other things outside of the area. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I want a Neiman Marcus back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, just, did we ever have a Neiman Marcus? I feel like we did. It had to be out at at you down know, no downtown at, Minneapolis. Downtown, downtown, I don't think so. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we had Bloomingdale's at the mall. Yeah, I, I think I think Neiman Marcus would have been down either Mall of America or no. like Galleria or Fiftieth in France somewhere like that. No, I, would think. I think Neiman Marcus was downtown. Okay. Because I think at Mall of America it was Bloomingdale's for, was for sure out there. Um, downtown had Saks Fifth. Saks Fifth, yeah. And I think a block down was Neiman Marcus for okay. a short time. Unfortunately. Uh, Life moves on, and unfortunately, the, the stores we love do too. <laughs> that is true. Quickly to the business headline, a business partnership, Dash. DoorDash is ending its partnership with Walmart after more than four years of delivering the retail giant's products to customers. The news was first reported by Ben Tobin at Business Insider, and sources familiar with the matter told Insider that DoorDash decided to end its partnership with Walmart because it was no longer mutually beneficial Beneficial. And because the delivery company wanted to focus on its long-term customer relationships, DoorDash is said to have sent Walmart a 30-day notice and a letter earlier this month to end their partnership. The termination will go into effect in September. Wow. Wow. 
But it, later in the story, it talks about Walmart kind of building up their own delivery service in company. So I think it's it's a mutual parting that is uh, it's okay. They're they're all right with it. Okay. Uh, the tech headline, the motherboard of the new human body from Charlotte Schubert of GeekWire. Nordis, a Seattle-area startup founded in 2011 that markets organ-on-a-chip technology, has raised $6 million, according to an SEC filing. The company's microfluid chips foster the growth of human cells in ways that resemble organs and have been used to create kidney, liver, blood vessel, heart, intestine, and tumor models for researchers. Nordis has previously received backing from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and collaborated on a project to send a kidney chip into space. Its chips are used in research studies the company spun out of VisionGate and is led by Thomas Newman, a former exec at VisionGate. Hmm. That's okay. That's interesting. That is interesting. Organs on a chip. Man, that's interesting. AJ Lo is is out, that all the headlines for us? That's tonight? it. Headlines are done. All right, so headlines are done. Um, you got big plans for the weekend? I'm gonna hang out. Uh, gonna got a. Uh, an event I'm going to tomorrow, and then i got to be back here tomorrow night to help us, guide us out of hopefully another Twins win um, back into our regular programming. So, uh, gotcha. so hopefully, like I said, Twins will win and, and make everything happy tomorrow night for all the Twins fans out there and beat Texas and gain a game on Cleveland. All right, well, have fun tomorrow night, man. I'm going to head on over to Allianz Field and – Watch Minnesota United try to pick up another victory. They've been red hot as well. To everybody out there listening, CCO Land, have an awesome evening. Have an awesome weekend. And I will talk to you guys on Monday, uh, new time for the show. I start at 6 o'clock right here on Lake Night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 